everyone. It's uh, Dave Barnett from the investlocalbook.com uh, blog site, author of Invest Local. I wanted to tell a story today about uh, the muffin lady uh, who went bust. And the reason it's such a great story is it really highlighted to me the way that relationships between franchisees and franchisors are structured. Um, it's also an interesting tale in having an idea or, or drawing a line in the sand for small business owners to know when it's time to, to get out. So back when I was a business broker, I had a lady come to me with a, a franchised coffee, muffin, sandwich counter type restaurant business. And um, she wanted to sell. She told me that her health was you know, declining, that she was having issues and she needed to, to get out because she couldn't spend as much time at the shop as she wanted. So I did an evaluation on the business and I determined that it was worth like 125 grand. And I told her that with any food business, it would be normal for, um, for a vendor to have to finance part of that deal because it's very difficult for restaurants and food service businesses to borrow from banks. So I had um, a Korean couple come along and they wanted to buy the business and they made a really great offer. They offered uh, $125,000 with uh, 75 down and 50,000 uh, paid over two years. Um, it was a really good deal. So anyway, she decided that um, she didn't want to do it and she gave me what I later found out, found out to be a bogus excuse. She said that her accountant had advised her that it was not a good idea to finance the buyers. Um, and of course, I wanted to talk to the accountant. She wouldn't let me. Uh, I, think, I think it was actually a lie. I don't think her accountant said that. But um, so she said no. And then I went ahead and started looking for another buyer and she kept calling me, asking me if I had a buyer, asking me if I had a buyer. And 14 months later, it took 14 months for me to find someone else willing to buy this business. Uh, they came along, they took a look. She, um, the sales had declined uh, precipitously. Like the sales had gone down by almost half. And, um, the business wasn't making nearly the money it used to. And it turned out that the reason why she hadn't accepted the offer from the Korean couple was because she needed over a hundred thousand in cash to cover unpaid taxes and the overdue amount on her, on her, I guess to pay off her business loan and stuff. She had been doing poorly for a long time. Um, taking too much money out of the business, more than it could afford. She owed money on sales taxes. Um, she owed money on income taxes. She was behind in her payroll deductions to the government. Just a real mess. And so the buyers that I had took a look at the business and they made an offer of $55,000 with 50 down and 5,000 over a year because the, the value of the business had declined so much. And of course, it wasn't enough to cover off her debts and everything. So 
she said she wouldn't take the offer. Well, because this was a franchise, I was in contact with the franchisor. And the franchisor uh, agreed to take an application from my buyers. And they were not happy with their current franchisee, the way she was running things, because they always had to deal with complaints. Um, employees weren't following the operations manual properly. I'll tell you afterwards an example of, of how that, why that's important. But um, needless to say, she owed the franchisor some money, and when they saw the quality of the new buyer I had found, they basically forced her hand and uh, demanded that she pay them the money that she owed. She couldn't pay, uh, and they basically changed the locks and kicked her out of the location, um, which caused her to default on her bank loan. The bank had a lien on all the leaseholds and fixtures and equipment. Um, she then had no business, um, owed money to the government, owed money to the bank, and had no choice but to go to a bankruptcy trustee and declare bankruptcy. The bank was owed about 50 grand, and the franchisor basically wrote a letter to the bank and said, we will buy all of the equipment present um, for $3,500. And if you don't accept our offer, you have 48 hours to remove your property from our premises because the franchisor was in a head lease situation. And I, I put a link below to my video on leases, head leases, and master leases. So the franchisor had the ability to control the franchisee through the lease. The lease to the landlord was always paid on time because of that, because they were in between. So the franchisor always made sure that the lease was paid on time. So the franchisor got control of the property basically got the bank out of the way with a $3,500 payment and then called me up and said, we will take the deal that your buyers were proposing to the former franchisee. So, so they took over the location, paid off the bank for $3,500, and then my buyers bought the store for $55,000. Okay? So just like that, the franchisor put a big chunk of money in their pocket um, and got a capable quality franchisee in place. The franchise company sent someone down for two weeks to do training on site. Um, business systems and following an operations manual. Here's, you know, and I did a, a, a video about that a little while ago too. But um, so in the franchise manual, it said that macaroon cookies had to be wrapped in cellophane plastic every day. So the employees started cutting corners. They weren't doing what they were supposed to because the owner wasn't around. And so they stopped wrapping. This is just an example. They stopped wrapping the macaroons in cellophane. So the morning, 6 a.m., they'd make a bunch of macaroons. They'd sell them through the day. Three in the afternoon would come. The macaroons were sold out, so they'd make another batch. But overnight, they would dry out. And the next morning, they'd end up throwing them away. And then someone said, let's save money by not making macaroons in the afternoon. So they make them in the morning. By 3 in the afternoon, they're sold out. Some guy comes in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon who really likes macaroons. There's none available. Day after day, this happens. Eventually, he becomes disappointed, stops coming to the store. 
okay? Now you've lost a customer. So now you're not selling them coffee. You're not selling them cookies, muffins, macaroons, nothing. He goes away. So when the new owners took over the store, they started following the operations manual that the franchisor has created. Every day, they make macaroons, they wrap them in cellophane. When they run out, they make more, they wrap them in cellophane. Because if you make them at 3 in the afternoon and you wrap them in cellophane, they won't dry out overnight. So simply by following the rules that the franchisor had laid out properly, um, these guys were able to build the business back up in less than six months, they almost increased sales by two and a half times. So they got back to where the business was originally when it was first listed with me for sale. Um, and they bought it for a bargain. On top of that, the franchisor was in a position where they were the one that pocketed the money. And the original franchisee, um, who didn't really know, you know how to follow instructions and run a business properly anyway, um, ended up going bankrupt um, but if you think about it she was the one that undertook the risk she was the one that borrowed the money she was the one who stuck her neck out on the line to build the store in the beginning and everyone else ended up profiting off of her and her effort so that's just the story of the muffin lady who went bust um, sort of a cautionary tale I guess but um, if you are interested in small business, small business finance, making money off of small business and private equity deals and local private lending, uh, you should read my book, Invest Local. You can get it from the blog site, investlocalbook.com, uh, or it's also available on Amazon everywhere in the world and on Kindle. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye.